This is Joyce with Quiet Talks on the Gospel. Actually, it's um, headed for three in the morning. And I woke up and couldn't get back to sleep, so I thought I'd go ahead and do the podcast. Today is July 21, 2021. The title is The Kingdom is at the Door. You can find me on my blog at www.whatwouldajesusgirldo.com. Before I get started, I wanted to say something about noise. A couple weeks ago, it was the attic fan, because it was hot that day. Last week, when I listened to it, there were I could hear thunder in the background. And today, I have a monitor on uh, for my husband, if he needs me, so I can hear him, and you might hear his breathing at times. On the blog, there is a gorgeous picture of Isaiah, an Old Testament prophet. He appears to be writing that seems to me he just stops all of a sudden and he's listening. He's listening for God. How about you? Do you ever stop? when you're praying or any time during the day and just listen for God. Underneath that picture, it says, yes, you are in the right place. We've talked about the New Testament book of Matthew in the past two weeks. First, an overview, then the genealogy of Jesus. I want to temporarily bypass the birth of Jesus and all that entails, and Lord willing, we'll cover that in December of this year. Christmas is a wonderful time to think about the birth of our Savior and enjoy the music of the season. Have you ever heard of a preacher named Billy Sunday? He lived between 1862 and 1935. He was known for his fire and brimstone sermons. He drew 70,000 people to a Boston revival in 1916. What if he had made a statement like this? Centuries before, a prophet told anyone who would listen that I would be here today and what I would say, that I was preparing you for the greatest preacher who ever lived, Billy Graham, and that Reverend Graham would preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to thousands and thousands of people and they would be saved. Well, if you can picture that, if you can imagine that, 
then you will understand why there's a picture of Isaiah, the prophet, at the top of this page. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3 states this, A voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Isaiah preached judgment, but judgment was not the end of the story. With God's help and provision, Isaiah heard John the Baptist hundreds of years in the future. He didn't name him, but he knew what would be said. Isaiah understood what it meant. Isaiah was God's servant, and he knew this prophecy was about the servant, Jesus, of Jehovah. Open to Isaiah chapter 1. Matthew 3 begins like this. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. And it says, A voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. In verse 4, Matthew describes John. His clothes were made of camel hair, but not the kind of soft camel hair and sweaters of today. A leather belt was around his waist, which was probably very small, since his food was locusts and wild honey. The locusts must have served as protein and honey as a carb fuel, but yikes, can you imagine existing on that? What did people think of him? He must have seemed way too serious, over-the-top serious. But John had a heavy-duty sense of the sin of the people of his generation. He was different and strange, but nonetheless he drew crowds. Not only crowds, but people who did repent and were baptized. They were baptized in the Jordan River. They confessed their sins to John. Somehow they found John and his message true, attractive, and meaningful for their lives. John thundered, Repent! Turn the other way. Go the opposite way in your doings in your living. Change your mind about everything. Repent. Why? Because the kingdom, God's kingdom, is near. The kingdom of heaven is here. Then there's a picture of John who does look like a wild man. 
When John saw the Pharisees and Sadducees, those were the religious leaders of his time, coming to him, he called them a name, you brood of vipers, which meant snakes, and asked, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? But then he told them what to do. Number one, repent and produce fruit in keeping with repentance. In other words, how are you going to change so that it really shows that you repented? Number two, don't think just because Abraham is your father that that's enough because God can raise up children for Abraham out of rocks. They thought because they were Jews, they did not need to repent. Remember last week how important it was to each and every Jew to have a spotless genealogy going back to Abraham? They thought that was sufficient. Then John expanded on number one, explaining the axe is already at the root of the trees. And if your tree doesn't produce good fruit, it'll be cut down and thrown into the fire. All these words angered the religious leaders beyond frustration. Their faces probably all turned dark red with rage. Now, all the above was preparation. It was to show what was foretold by the prophet Isaiah. It was to make people think about their sins. John could not do what Jesus would. He could not forgive sin, and he could not give everlasting life. And then, and then, John revealed the crux of his message what the prophets of old had died not seeing but knowing it was coming. Matthew 1, 11 and 12. I baptize you with water for repentance. This is John the Baptist still speaking. But after me, will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear the threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Have you ever heard it said that if you think you're humble, then you're not. But one who is truly humble does not realize that they are. Now, when John reported accurately he was not worthy to carry the sandals of Jesus, This was not a pretense of being humble. Listen to what Jesus thought of the Baptist. 
And that is in Matthew eleven eleven. Among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. That is what the king thought. That is what the king thought. Then the king added this in Matthew eleven twelve through 15. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he, greater than John the Baptist. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcibly advancing, and forceful men lay hold of it, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. He who has ears, let him hear. This sounds confusing, does it not? That first Jesus praises John, then remarks that he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. What in the world does that mean? It speaks to understanding. John came before Jesus. When John was in prison, he sent word with his own disciples to ask if Jesus was the one foretold. There were things John did not understand, and he was right to ask questions. Contrast that with yourself, and I will with myself. We live and breathe on the other side of the coming of Jesus. The kingdom has been here and is here and is at our door. We have the Bible and the Holy Spirit to help us understand. That also makes us responsible for our acceptance or rejection of Jesus Christ. After we die... Will we hear the words, Welcome home, good and faithful servant, Matthew twenty five twenty one, or will it be, Depart from me, I never knew you, Matthew seven twenty three. That was Jesus speaking. Then the music, the song is, I am a servant by Johnny Erickson Tata, and underneath are the words. I'm running over again today. I'll have to change that. I wanted to keep it under 15 minutes. Mind how you go. You know why? Because God minds how you go, and God minds how I go. Until next week, love and prayers. Mm-hmm.